0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to National Board Conversations. We have our second repeat guest on the show. She's down in Dallas, Texas, leading the Texas National Board Coalition for Teaching, helping the state get up to speed with House Bill 3, which provides monetary support to teachers who have achieved National Board Certification. Doretha Allen is a National Board Certified Teacher and President of the Texas National Board Coalition for Teaching. I talked to Doretha a little bit about her career before teaching, asked how it helped her on her journey to where she is today, It was a great conversation. Stay tuned for some great restaurant recommendations if you're ever in the Dallas area. I'm gonna hold you up much longer. Here's my conversation with Doretha. Hey Doretha, thanks for taking the time to join me. How you doing today?
1: I am good, Eddie. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh yeah, so new host, but you're a return guest, so it's exciting to have you back. Uh, Can you give us, well, can you give me a brief intro of yourself and uh We'll ask three questions for to get into your personal side.
1: All right. Well, I am Dr. Doretha Allen. I am a nationally board-certified teacher in literacy. I am uh, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Um, raised in Dallas ISD. Went mm-hmm. away to college and grad school. Came right back to my neighborhood and started teaching for for many many years. Walked in with a little street credit because I was from a neighborhood, and I kind of um advanced my career in Dallas to where I am now. So it's been 20, 22 years on the professional side here in Dallas ISD.
0: Man, you had that that pull home to pull you back straight to Dallas.
1: Yeah, it was this guy I was kind of seeing in college. <laughs> and then I went away and, you know, you go out in the world, but then you you come home just to make sure no stone is unturned. And, you know, 20 years later, 20 Still years later. Here.
0: <laughs> all right, so what are your three favorite foods?
1: all right so this this was a hard one well I am a, a so Texas I tried to give girl.
0: you multiple right because it's hard to pick one favorite so I tried to give you three I was like listen I can give you three
1: All right true Texas girl um smoke meat okay <laughs> I am a barbecue fan a barbecue fan uh and if you um 20 years ago or 30 years ago would have asked me my favorite, I would say, oh, you need to come to my house because my daddy, we have a smoker in the backyard and he smokes it. So but he's he's gone on uh, to glory. But I still people still tell okay. people, um, maybe just let me know when you come coming because my husband can put something on the grill. We believed in smoke, smoke meats. So smoked meat, um, in particular, uh, sausage. So this is a shout out to Smoky Denmark's. If you haven't had one, we need to get you one when you uh, are this way. Uh, and also true Texan. I love Tex-Mex. So chicken enchiladas with verde sauce. I can eat it again. And <laughs> again. I think every Mexican restaurant I've gone to, uh, I've had it. <laughs> I've had it. Uh, last Try grilled Oysters. Try grilled Oysters are one of my, um, whenever I'm in New Orleans, I know where I'm going to get them.
0: (laughs) Oh man, New Orleans is a good time. I'll be down there uh, not too long from now. So what are the last three songs on your Spotify playlist?
1: Okay, so this one is, (laughs) I know people are going to laugh. Hopefully they are laughing with me, not at me. So I don't even have Spotify. What? but I do listen to Pandora when I'm at work.
0: Okay, so at I least I you listen, listen to music.
1: <laughs> yeah, some sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes I'm listening to NPR, uh, but I do try to break out and listen to music. And so the last three songs were um, Video by Indy Aureen, Four Leaf Clover by uh, Dallas homegrown Erica Badu, and Can You Believe by Robin Thicke.
0: Okay, okay. Nice. So- nice little, Nice little vibe there.
1: And I will say that Pandora has really introduced me to folks because I'm I'm so square. I listen to talk radio in the car. And so people <laughs> have gotten by me. So I've been introduced to people like Ella May through Pandora and uh, Snow, I think, uh, Allegra. No, Allegra.
0: Yeah, she's really good.
1: I really like her. She gives me Sade vibes and I love that. So um, I was very excited to stumble upon those artists. All right.
0: And the one sports team that
1: has your heart. So, great question. Generally, I don't even care about sports. Mm-hmm. However, however, <laughs> this past year, South Oak Cliff High School, home of the Big Bad Golden Bears, right in Oak Cliff, Texas, an urban high school in Dallas, won the state championship. Oh, man. Shout out to them. I'm surprised you didn't hear about it in D.C. It was a <laughs> big, big deal. Usually um, smaller districts like Allen, where everything is one high school and everything feeds into that high school. It's kind of one band, one sound, strong program. This is the city. We're talking about the city of Dallas. Mm -hmm. Everyone was rooting for them. The day of the state championship, it was a whiteout. Their colors are gold and white. Everybody wore white. So big bad golden bears, love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, it's also a, a little Cinderella story. The school is is old and and was neglected, and for years it, it kind of fell into disrepair. And the students walked out. Oh man! So it caused this really big media blitz, and they got the attention that they they needed. So they're they're state champions in this new campus and this. It's just a good story. And it it just shows the power of youth who tap into their own advocacy to, to lead the charge for change. So I am a fan of the Big Bad Golden Bears of the
0: South Oak Cliff High School. <laughs> cool. They got you. They got you. All right. So before you became a teacher, you were a civil rights investigator up in Minneapolis. How did that happen? Like that's completely out of left field for us.
1: Well, actually, I, when I saw that, I was like, "How does he even know that?" <laughs> <laughs> so here here's the deal. Um me coming to education wasn't the surprise. Me being in civil rights was the surprise because I went to college to be a teacher. True to me being who I am, I don't meet strangers. So mm-hmm. I was on a recruiting trip for the University of Minnesota. I was fortunate enough to uh, garner a full academic scholarship to get my master's there. And um, the people who are ahead of us kind of take us out. And so we were meeting new friends, meeting new friends. And uh, someone turned and said, Wiley College, what y'all know about Marshall, Texas? And I was like, what? I'm Mm -hmm. a thousand miles from home and somebody knows about where I'm coming from. And it just so happened. um, I learned that night that Minneapolis, the community is very, very small. And um, that person was the uh, executive director of civil rights for the city of Minneapolis. And he he said, well, when, are y'all here? Have you moved here? And I said, no, we'll be back in a couple. We're on a recruiting trip. Well, we come back. Uh, I'm i going to queen of follow up. I don't meet strangers and I'm going to queen mm. of follow up. So I called. Uh, he took me and my roommate to lunch. He said, "I need to stop by the office. Y'all run in with me." And he introduced us as the new interns. So he gave us, you know, uh, internships, which really opened opened doors because I was very, you know, fresh off student teaching, fresh off mm-hmm. my uh, bachelor's in elementary ed degree, and so that. Is, is what I did uh, when I was in graduate school. And because I finished in uh, the winter quarter, he hired me full-time until school started. Um, and then I started teaching. So that was, it was quite the opportunity to learn and, and just be in a different different industry. Um, I, I, I learned that I'm very much tied to a school calendar because when June came around and I had to go to work every day, I just want to be outside because it was summer. (laughs) And that's not how the real world operates or not that world. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So how did being in that line of profession inform your classroom style?
1: Ooh. So first in that field, I did a lot of um, investigation and asking questions kind of like you, but I had to learn the questions to ask. Um, There was always a push that the projects being done with city money represented the city. So they were looking for so many women, so many uh, minorities, so many, you know, all the different demographics. And so I never was who they expected when I showed up. (laughs) I never was who that. I was young. I was African American. I was female. I was confident. I looked them in the eye. Hi, (laughs) I'm from such and such and I need to see such and such, you know, and I would flip through my papers and it was a lot of, uh, 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 and, and I just waited. I just smiled and waited. Um, so it taught me that people don't always have the answers and just give them a little room to find the answers (laughs) or help them find the answers. Well, let me help you, sir. I see that you have two Asian uh, women painting today. Can I see them? Are they here today? (laughs) And I would look for them. So I translate that to my teaching because um, sometimes people need a little lifeline, Uh, kids and adults too, we need a lifeline. We need to be uh, pointed in the right direction um, sometimes we need help making those connections and teaching is about all of those things
0: so you talked about it off the top you were already on track to be uh, a teacher prior to taking on that role as a civil rights investigator
1: mm-hmm.
0: um was that always within you did you always want to be a teacher
1: uh, pretty much well no that's not true growing up um growing up I wanted to be a television news anchor. Oh man. Television. It was a, a news anchor here. Her name was Iola Johnson. And I could easily see myself saying, <laughs> Good evening, Dallas. It is six o'clock, and this is your evening news. I am Doretha Piper, and this is our top story today. Very, you know, I loved, I don't, I'm not sure why I loved it. My parents are older, so We had one TV in the house. I'm a a child of the 80s. And we had one TV. (laughs) And my parents always watched the news. And I said, well, can we watch? Yeah, as soon as the news go off. What's going off? Well, that was um, the five o'clock news. Now it's the six o'clock news. That was local. Now it's world. And then you get into homework and dinner. And then it's late night news. So we watched the news a lot at my house. And I guess that was my role model. The news anchor
0: <laughs> and now you perform in front of classrooms and in front of adult and teaching all adults.
1: the time <laughs> all the time all the time you know something i forgot to say about my role in civil rights is that i learned quickly that there is a difference between policy and practice mm-hmm. policy and practice and um when I was an investigator and I was going, investigating, we would always ask about the policy because people would come in and file complaints and they would talk about the, the actions that were happening and how they do it for everybody else and everybody else does this. But when they do it, it's a problem. And they would say it's against the policy. And so I learned it was a, a huge difference between uh, policy and practice. And and what that taught me was to be true to my word as a teacher, if I said this is what we were going to do, then that's what we did. And I had to do it every single time. If I did it for 98 times, 99 times, but the 100th time I didn't do it, it negated everything. And you had to start over from scratch.
0: So it probably got you in trouble a couple of times with some students.
1: <laughs> well, they 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 would just call me on it. Mm. Well, Miss Piper, Miss Allen, you said. I was like, you're right. My apologies. Give me a day. I didn't go to the store. <laughs> Give me a day. I'm sorry. The jar is empty. I know I said it would never be empty. You you caught me today. My apologies. And I, I just try to do right by kids. <laughs> and if I tell them that's what it is, then I do everything in my power to make it to be what it is. Because I realize that um, so many times teachers, we are the the reliant one in their lives. We're the ones that um, that they can count on to be consistent. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to find their way in the world, in this room, it's always the same. You know what to expect of me. I've, I've shared what I expect of you. You know how to be successful and how to navigate uh, our shared space together. So that was a big lesson that I still, I use it with my own kids right now, the ones I'm raising. <laughs> yeah.
0: So during your career as an educator, you became National Board Certified. What pushed you to pursue and what was your journey like?
1: Okay, so here we go. <laughs> you know, I told you I was a, um NPR head driving to work one day and it was this podcast about this gold standard and these teachers were talking about how they were transformed and it took hours and hours and hours and it was the standard and they were trying to show the standard and i was like who are these people i said i'm a gold star i like gold star i'm a gold star person you're a competitive person huh <laughs> you know just a, a <laughs> smidge a smidge and i said who are what is this? So I got to work, you know, I'm looking it up. And I think uh, everything happens for a reason, right? It's this series of events. I didn't even know about it. And then I heard about it. Now, let me give you a little background. At that time, um, by then I had earned two master's degrees. So I do school well. I do school well. I was a teacher of the year at my campus. I was also the Um, English language arts teacher of the year at my campus. So I would get those accolades, you know, which is nice, nice, you know. Um, (laughs) But this gold standard, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's another, what, what, what is this? What is this? And so I did my research and just a couple of weeks after all of that, an email came across my inbox and it says, we're, the district was starting its first cohort. Apply here if you're mm. interested. Apply here, and I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely interested." <laughs> I was so interested. I talked my partner into it, and the teacher across the hall. Oh man, who's from North Carolina? Who was the only person who knew about it?
0: Oh yeah, because they got there's they got a big there's like, the, oh, yeah. like they have, have the largest amount of MBCTs in the country.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we here we go. We lunched in and. and and it was good to go through with a group um, because when you think you're crazy, then you go ask somebody else and you're like, <laughs> "Are you? did you read that like 10 times? I don't get it. What is this? What is this? So we had, you know, a group with almost this double cohort of sorts, which which helped us, um, which helped us in a way. Uh, the journey was hard. I'm accustomed to being successful. And with National Board, I was not successful my first go round. Um, I didn't like that it's like who are these people they don't know about me I said I missed something but that's okay I won't miss it again And so I jumped <laughs> deeper into my standards my directions I went all in I was like oh not only am I going to get it this time I'm going to get the top that score family of a four on all of these <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bend to me, I but it a was a little fire
0: under you. It was.
1: it was Um, back then. So I call that National Board 2.0. Mm. And what we're living in now is National Board 3.0. So when I came to the process, we did all four components in one year.
0: Oof.
1: Because that's the way it was. <laughs> you, did, you, you did it all in, in one year. And so. I'm I'm really thankful that I missed it that first year because that second year when I went back and leaned in, first it wasn't all four. I redid one one um portfolio entry and I took two parts of the test over. And um I really there were things I missed the first go around. There were it was just things I missed when you're when you're Going fast through a process, you you have to pay attention to everything, but everything can't garner your attention because you just don't have the, I guess I didn't have the time or the bandwidth, whatever it was, I missed it. But that second go around, I really, I was, I was forced to slow down even more and really say, oh, I see my kid is doing this this is because of this. I need to do this. Or what? why is this kid doing this? What does this even mean? Let me go read and research and learn and then come back and and teach. So it it forced me to be better, to dig deeper into my uh, teaching toolbox. And if I didn't have enough tools, I had to go learn some. And you got them. I got them. So when people uh, don't make it, don't be discouraged. So friends, whoever's listening, if you didn't make it, uh, score release is coming up. And if you don't have fireworks, be sad for a minute and then dig and jump neck deep into your standards and your portfolio directions again.
0: So how did achieving impact your
1: career? It really bolstered. My teacher leadership. So I was already a teacher leader on campus. We have something called uh, Campus Instructional Leadership Team, SILT. I was already on that. I was already leading committees, but it opened my teacher leadership world from beyond my school, beyond my area, beyond my district to a national level. I can only compare it to, all I could see was my district. But then with National Board, I was like, oh, it's a whole world of things. <laughs> it wasn't um shortly after I applied to be on a standards committee. And and I got it. So I was traveling to DC and sitting at the table with people from all around the country uh doing great things in education. And and you know, when you when you get to that table, the the new big table where they feed you. And they get you coffee and tea and, you know, <laughs> teachers barely eat. I don't know if you know that. Teachers barely eat. I've been in enough schools. <laughs> Man, I'm looking around like, you know, how did I get here? How did I get here? You know, am I the right person? Did someone, um, was I the first one on the waiting list and somebody fell off? And so I slid in that spot. You know, you have this uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. Yes, that imposter syndrome. National Board Uh, over the years, has taught me that when I'm at those tables, it's every experience that I've had as a classroom teacher is why I'm at the table. That is my voice. That's who I am. So I have to amplify it and own it. And so it was a shift for me because I used to say, oh, I'm just a teacher. Now I say, hi, I'm Dr. Mm Doreen Allen. I'm a National Board Certified Teacher. Like what? Bring it. (laughs) There you go.
0: So, you're no longer in the classroom now. Uh, Why'd you leave?
1: So, I was in the classroom for about um, 14 years. Um, Seems like an eternity, man. And um, one weekend, I got three calls from three different professional (laughs) colleagues saying, hey, is this new role. Have you heard about it? I said, no, I haven't. You know, I put you down. They they asked for people we should um, bring in and I put you down. It's this, it's this. I said, oh no, I'm good. I'm good. And then the next person called, same thing. And then another person, I said, you know, three people have called me. I said, let me get online and check it out. And I did. And I got the job. Um, It was right in my wheelhouse. Back then it was called an academic facilitator. I was a coach of reading coaches across uh, a feeder pattern. So I worked across uh, 15 campuses. I really love that work. I met the teachers, well, the coaches where they are. So if it was content, if it was how to coach, if it was um, how to facilitate professional development, how to build it, build the relationships, let's go in this room and watch. Utah kindergarten, but now you're the coach. Okay, let's teach you how third grade looks in Texas because, you know, you gotta have that credibility. So uh, it was just a really good opportunity.
0: So how did leaving the classroom shift your view of education now?
1: Wow, it was definitely a shift. I feel like, although I had 14 years, I feel as if I only had um, two experiences because I had been at two campuses. And the campus I, I, I left, um, that was the neighborhood I grew up in. So had I gone to that school, some of my colleagues would have been my teacher, just to show you how long they stick around. <laughs> and we really ran a, a center of educational excellence, uh, no excuses. We're going to give kids every opportunity to be successful. And it was hard work. But that was the standard for me. And so when I left, I went into the world with this very kind of Pollyanna view of the world that everyone taught like we did and everyone worked like we did and everyone doesn't. And so that was, that was, it was definitely a, a shift for me, um, because some, sometimes there isn't that expectation of all kids can. And um, I saw a lot of times where kids who didn't have their homework or kids who didn't have a pencil, that was deal-breaking behavior. And uh, I disagree with that. And so I would have conversations about, um, you know, this child is here. Let's take care of everything else. (laughs) And that's a shift for, um, I learned, for some other people. um, But that was the kind of teacher or the kind of teachers we were in the building and I left. So I had to, I really have to lean into those situations and say, hey, what's happening? How can I help? How can I help? What does he need? What does she need? Let let me give it to you. Let me give it to you. Let me, you know. (laughs) Whew. So always work to be done on that front.
0: No, so is that why you believe in the mission of the
1: National Board? Absolutely. Everyone needs an accomplished teacher in front of them. Someone who makes it about, what am I doing to teach this child in front of me? What do I know about this child? How am I gonna use what I know to make this learning experience the best for this student? Yeah, I, I so believe... I try to talk everyone I know into being a National Voice certified <laughs> teacher. Literally, every single person I know. I've been after a couple of cousins in East Texas. I've been after my sister-in-law here in the... Di- for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call their name in a second.
0: Hey, listen. Texas got that
1: incentive. They need to get on it. They do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to... T- I was like, listen, <laughs> listen... I have never earned one cent by being a national Board Certified. <laughs> never. Not one. Not one. But friend, let me help you. Let me help you. I can help you. I'll mentor you. I'll spend my time with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And now you're president of the Texas uh, NBCT network. How much has the network grown in the last few years with that new incentive, with that new national mm-hmm. board policy down there?
1: So let's talk about uh, 2020 when I was on LinkedIn and saw um, Leslie Anaya, who was the founding president, post something about a new network. And I was like, who is this one? Wait a minute. Let me reach out to her. And that was the beginning. So I was able to join at the beginning and we were meeting during the pandemic via Zoom. At 7 a.m. once a week, trying to figure it all out. So we went from having, you know, the eight or nine of us (laughs) to now we're over 125 members. That's huge. Across the state it is super, super, super exciting. Um, There is still work to be done, but I'm super excited right now in Texas. There are about. A, a little over a, a thousand NBCTs.
0: Yes. Yeah, a little right. over
1: a thousand. But there are twice as many candidates. <laughs>
0: oh, so y'all getting there. <laughs>
1: as many, <laughs> twice as many. And so I'm thinking of those singletons in uh, rural Texas that's going at this by themselves, trying to find them um so that they can be a part of the network so we can uh, just provide community for them around this work because it is hard and and we don't want anyone to go out and and do it by themselves. It can be done, but if it doesn't have to be such a trying and hard experience, we want to build community around it and and support as as many people as we can. So what are some goals for the network going forward? Oh well uh, the president's challenge the president's <laughs> challenge is to activate the membership the board of directors we do a lot of work and i say man we're we're working we're still working um too hard going into uh year 3 cuz we're just going into our third year if you can believe it, our third year and so really tapping into the people who just certified or it's happening to the people who are out there, they're NBCT um, and they're the only one in their district. They may have moved in from another state. Um, and now they're here really trying to activate the membership because we know that NBCTs are advocates. We know that NBCTs are um, active wherever they are. We know they have a voice. We know that um, they're, they're teacher leaders and we want to bring all of that talent to the table so that we can continue to spread awareness so that we can reach our mission, which is getting an NBCT in every district, every school, every classroom in Texas. It's a it's a tall order that scares me. But I I feel as if my goals don't scare me, they're too small. All right. <laughs> little by little they'll get done. That's right. That's right. So we're gonna get fun
0: again. What are right. uh, uh who is your favorite fictional TV or movie teacher?
1: Oh man. So right now I am really loving um Abbott Elementary and all the teachers, but <laughs> really um Miss Howard. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Howard makes me giggle and I don't know if it's if I'm giggling because I've aspired to be her, <laughs> or if at times I have been her, you know. <laughs> the same with Miss Teague, uh, I laugh and shake my head, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what young teachers do." Yep, I was that young teacher, or <laughs> I've seen people do it. You know, you see the entry point, so many entry points. But I love that show; those teachers are hilarious. They keep showing up every every day, and as a teacher, you know, sometimes that's just keep showing up. You are gonna learn. You are gonna get better. You are gonna get better.
0: Okay, okay. I love that too. It's so funny. Be cracking up. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Like just as a kid who went to public schools, I am like, oh man, yeah, okay, this is all hitting way too close to home, but it's funny. It is funny. All right, so what are three area restaurants folks need to try when visiting? Specifically me, because I'm coming down there pretty soon.
1: Okay, so you know, (laughs) I was talking about smoked meats. There is a restaurant called Smokey John's Barbecue. It is near the Medical District to die for food, Smokey John's. They are also um, big vendors at the State Fair of Texas. Where um, you get lots of good smoked meats, and but that's not all they do well. They do great mac and cheese. They do great. Uh, Listen, mac and cheese padded.
0: is important. Right?
1: It's so important. They do great yams. Um, they do great sweet potato pie. So great grill. Like if you want barbecue when you come to Dallas, uh, Texas, please visit Smoky John's Barbecue. Good eats. Good eats. Good eats. Um, Tex mex El Phoenix is a local restaurant, uh, family family owned for over a hundred years. Um, oh man! And I've been there without telling all my business. I've been <laughs> there <laughs> twice in the last seven days.
0: Oh man! Must Took real, man. My mom for her birthday.
1: <laughs> Took mother in law for her birthday. Um. That's good, good eating. They they make their um chips, tortilla chips fresh in-house. So crispy, so light, so flaky. Every everything's homemade. Everything's oh, homemade. So it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Uh last thing is a little mom and pop shop over on Lower Greenville called Charlie's Creole Kitchen. And when New Orleans is too far away for me to get those good (laughs) hard-grilled oysters from Drago's, I go over to Charlie's and get them with the French bread and I-
0: That sounds so good. Chase
1: chase the- (laughs) Yeah, I chase them and eat it. So good. Sounds so so good.
0: All right, so last thing, we have a feature on the podcast called the shoulder tap. It's when you give a teacher a tap on the shoulder, let them know they're ready to become national board certified. On here, you'll give them a quick shout out, and we'll tag them on the promotional tweets for this episode. So okay. with that context, who are you shoulder tapping?
1: Okay, so I, I almost feel like I have my laundry list. So before I before I forget, <laughs> let me tap um, little cousin Tammy. Um, <laughs> Sadler down in Palestine, Athens, ISD friend, cuz it's time, come on, I'm here for you. Uh, Let me tap little sister-in-law Christy Allen over at Sudi Williams Tag Academy in Dallas ISD. Come on, little sis, I'm waiting on you. Then let me tag some of the folks that I've mentored along the years. First, all the teachers at Charles Rice Learning Center where I spent all of my years teaching, Uh, Nyla Miller, Kintasha McCoy. Ladies, I am here for you. Come get this good learning. Uh, And all the teachers at Paul Lawrence Dunbar Learning Center, my friend Gloria Douglas, Um, especially my former third and fifth grade student who is now teaching kindergarten at Dunbar, Miss Jess Kira Combs. She's in her first full year of teaching. The rules have changed. <laughs> I'm ready for you to get started. I will help you. Mm-hmm. All right, we're
0: excited, we excited. And where can the people find you on social media?
1: So I am on Twitter at everydayiteach, all lowercase, and uh, LinkedIn, Dorita Piper Allen, Dorita Piper Allen. All
0: right, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Thank you, Eddie, for having me. This has been so much
0: fun. What a fun conversation we had. She's had an exciting career and is a fun character. I want to thank her again for taking the time to chat with me. And thank you for listening to National Board Conversations. Be sure to follow the National Board on social media for all news related to National Board. And we'll see you next time.